Support for The Bittersweet Life comes from our listeners. I want to thank India this week for joining us as a subscriber on Patreon. You can donate and get bonus episodes at patreon.com slash thebittersweetlifepodcast or make a one-time donation through PayPal at thebittersweetlife.net. Just like a restaurant would close if no one ever paid for their meal, we depend on your help to pay the costs associated with making this show. Web hosting fees, equipment charges, audio editing programs, things like this make this show available all over the world. If you love it, pitch in. Donate at thebittersweetlife.net. And if you don't want us to pay for equipment charges and you'd rather just buy us a coffee, we'll accept that too. Now, on with the show. Welcome to Rome. This is The Bittersweet Life with Katie Sewell and Tiffany Parks. Hello, this is The Bittersweet Life. I'm Katie Sewell. I'm Tiffany Parks. And today, many of us in the world can see the end of the pandemic in sight. Or if not the end, at least a little bit of a return to normalcy. The light at the end of the tunnel. Yes. I know that already some places of business have ordered their employees to come back. I know uh, that here in Seattle, at least, many of the tech companies have already announced what they will be doing this fall, and they're the biggest companies, so what they do affects everything, traffic and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But I think it has a lot of people asking the question of, with things going, quote, unquote, back to normal, uh, what is back to normal going to actually look like? And maybe back to normal isn't what we want anymore. Yeah, or not all aspects of it, for sure. Right. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing, actually, uh, in my own life. And I, I put a post up on my Instagram page saying, you know, what is something that you stopped doing at, since, you know, we've been in the pandemic? And I don't mean like I stopped going to the office or I stopped going to raves uh, <laughs> or going to the cinema or what have you. Right. But, you know, little things, sort of personal decisions that you finally could sort of stop doing and of these things, what do you not want to go back to doing? You know, what did you stop doing and you'd like to not have to start doing it again? And I got a really big response. Yeah, you shared some of them with me. I'm looking forward to hearing the rest. I, I mean, it is true that some of these things, at least in the ones that you said, which we'll sh- share, of course, are really kind of just personal, often like, how do you present yourself to the world changes. Yeah. And it will be interesting to see how much those actually hold once we're all required to be back in the world a little little bit more. But uh, why don't we give some examples of what people said, and then you can weigh in with some of your own personal ones. Sure. You go ahead and start. You pick one of the ones that I sent you, because I sent Katie about half of the answers. So she'll read some, and I'll read some. All right. I'm not going to say who wrote it. I'm just going to give them as a list. All right. So the first page you sent me, One says, I have stopped shaving my legs. (laughs) Another, the sign of peace at mass, interacting with people is stressful. Now, I will quickly say that I believe the sign of peace is what, shaking hands with the people around you? Is that right? Yeah, some churches they actually hug, but in Italy it's usually shaking hands. If you know the person, you might do like the cheek kisses. But in the States, I mean, I always remember growing up, we were hugging. Yeah, well, see, and it's interesting because I'm kind of, 
even before this pandemic, a bit of a germaphobe, <laughs> which doesn't mean I don't like to hug or shake hands with people. I do. <laughs> but I don't like to shake hands with a bunch of people right before I put a piece of bread in my hand and shove it in my mouth. And I don't know why. <laughs> That's a good the, point. I don't know why the passing of the piece has to happen right before. That is actually really silly. It is. It's just like, let's see how contaminated our hands can get before. And then we're all... Uh, all gonna drink out of the same glass which you know is another thing that we've talked about on this show before i'm hoping that in some way the common cup in the catholic church goes away you know i don't i've never seen the cup in an italian catholic church i've never seen it only the priests and uh, maybe the altar boys but usually more than nine times out of ten it's just the wafer the wine is only for the priests in italy and, and i don't know if this is the case for all catholic churches because you know I've only been a Catholic since I've lived in Italy, so yeah. So I didn't grow up Catholic. But here, you know, you can take the wafer in your hand, but it's much more common for the priest to place it on your tongue. Which is also gross. Well, that might <laughs> seem worse, but it's just one person's hand. Yeah, but like how many tongues could accidentally knock into his hand? That's true, but <laughs> you know what? They're very good at it. And they don't touch your tongue. They really don't. They do it so often that they know just, like, they just set it there and they don't actually touch your tongue. So I honestly think that that is, and I've heard other Catholic people say that is actually safer than you taking it yourself after you shook hands with the 30 people around you. Well, it's interesting <laughs> because I I am also not Catholic. I was raised in the Presbyterian Church, but I did go to a Catholic church when I lived in Rome, English-speaking Catholic church, and they did share the cup there. Really? So maybe it's like a foreign culture thing. Maybe it's an Anglo-Saxon thing. I, I actually saw it in a, a very, very traditional Episcopalian church in the United States, mm -hmm. the passing of the cup. And I was horrified. Yeah. I was horrified because I grew up, you know, similar to you, Presbyterian slash, you know, non-denominational waspy churches, you know, and I didn't see any sharing of the cup in those places. We got the little tiny plastic cups, which I loved. Yes. I was obsessed with those and we got grape juice. It wasn't wine. Yes. It was delicious, <laughs> yummy, yummy grape juice. Yeah. That's the only time I've ever <laughs> drink grape juice was in those little cups. And it's funny, Tiffany, that you mentioned that. And then I'm going to go back to this list because now we're getting like super insidey if you weren't raised in a Protestant <laughs> church. But but I got into a conversation the other day with a friend about sounds that are disappearing. Interesting. From our lives because, you know, I'm very sound oriented. Yes, I know. And the sound of what it sounds like to have a hundred something people all drink out of those little tiny cups and then put it in the back of the pew uh -huh. around the same time. Is a sound that I used to just love and you'd never hear it anymore because those little cups, I believe, have just gone out of favor. Like, I don't know places that are, I mean, I'm, I'm not living across the entire country, <laughs> so there's probably still places who are doing it, but I haven't seen people do it over in the Washington, Seattle area um, in a long, long time. What do they do instead? Usually they do, like, they give you a piece of bread and you dip it into a common cup. You dip yeah. it. Mm -hmm. In tincture, I believe they call it. All right, back <laughs> back to the topic to at this hand. List. Back to the topic at hand. Back to the list. Sitting in traffic is a good one. Well, that I think almost everybody can relate to. Yes, it's been very nice not to be stuck in traffic. And oh, as it comes so back, nice. as people move around more, once again, you're like, what is this? Yeah, but there's one thing to be like stuck in traffic because you are going somewhere like a one-off thing. Like, oh, I have to go to a meeting across town or I'm going to go see a friend. But 
to have to sit in traffic every morning and every afternoon, just as a rule, that's just part of your life. Mm -hmm. I really, I don't think people should live like that. I don't think that's like the way we're meant to spend so much of our lives. I totally agree. Uh, Wearing makeup. Mm -hmm. The mask kept rubbing my face and smearing it. Yep. True that. I started sleeping enough. It's a new world is another one. (laughs) I stopped wearing makeup and I stopped wearing a bra. Wearing jeans to work from home and putting on makeup again. Putting on makeup is a big one here. Should I continue on or should... I'll read a few. Okay. That's my first page. I have, again, these are things we stopped doing. Wearing anything but sweatpants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that. I know your rule of like you have to put on real pants at least twice a week. Yep. Uh, I, because I live in Italy, I do not wear sweatpants out unless I'm actually working out. Mm-hmm. So even if I'm going to my son's school to pick him up and that is all I'm doing, I take off my sweatpants and I put on my jeans and I go pick him up and I come home and I change back into my sweatpants because I just... I just can't do the like yoga mom picking her kids. Like I drop him off in my workout clothes sometimes because that's because I'm about to do my workout. I'm wearing hard pants as we speak. So, and I'm not going anywhere today. Wow. I'm impressed. I know. I'm actually regretting it as we're talking about it. (laughs) (laughs) Here's probably my favorite. Okay. Setting an alarm clock. Oh yeah. I, yeah, I do. I don't do that either anymore. No alarm clock. I think that getting to the point in your life where either you don't need an alarm clock because you automatically wake up at the time you need to get up. I mean, I think that's the ideal. Yes, there's also the possibility of not setting an alarm clock just because you don't have anything specific to do or you don't have any time that you have to do it. But I really like that the first reason that to get to the point where you just wake up naturally and never have to set an alarm clock. To me, that's like freedom. Well, I mean, the other other thing is that because we've been working from home and, you know, nobody's been going anywhere. I mean, I know this with Derek because he almost always has a meeting first thing at nine o'clock in the morning. Uh-huh. But like first thing at nine o'clock in the morning, nine is so luxurious, it is luxurious. when you don't have to go anywhere. You yeah. Know, just, by 830, he maybe is going in to start a shower. But he's already sat around on the couch and drank coffee for an hour. It's amazing the amount of time that you save when you don't have to commute. Mm-hmm. And also like when you don't have to like do the small talk and walk in and say hi to this person and say hi to that person, you know, you save so much time. But yeah, I mean, I do have to, Aurelio has to be at school at a certain time. But, you know, there's a bit of a window there so I can drop him off between 8 and 8.30. Whereas before, when I was going into work, if he wasn't at school by 8.05, I would not be on time for work at 9, mm-hmm. which tells you how long I had to sit in traffic every day. Yes. It was much stricter. So now I just have a cushion. If I wake up 10 minutes too late, it's okay. It's not going to, it's not the end of the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so true. What else do we have here? I didn't stop doing anything. I live in Wyoming. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't. I don't really get this one. Oh, it's because certain states didn't change their behavior. Ah, that's what it means. Okay, I thought it meant like because he lives in Wyoming or she. I can't. I can't tell. His picture is too small. It meant that you know life is the same. You know because I guess I don't know. I was working for home anyway. I don't know. <laughs> They're just super chill in Wyoming. <laughs> I, don't, I didn't get that, but now now it makes total sense. That's just my guess of what that means. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. So here's an interesting one. Relying on my dad for navigating finances. 
my fiance helped me gain the control I struggled for. Oh, interesting. So yeah, I mean, I wonder why the pandemic changed that particular thing. I could say something anecdotally. Okay. You know, one of the first things I did when I was fully vaccinated was go get my hair cut for the first time in however many months, 18 months or something. And I was talking to the woman that cuts my hair, who I've been seeing for years, if she's actually uh, from Sweden, expat living over here. Mm -hmm. And she said that not having to go anywhere and work, particularly because the people who cut hair basically were unemployed for Mm -hmm. a few months, you know, they just didn't work at all. Yeah. Gave her the time to like sit down and focus on these classes and things that she'd been putting off because she didn't want to do it. Mm. And she felt like in real life, she would never have time to do it. And what she did was took a whole bunch of online business classes interesting that she wanted to do because she wanted to open her own business but she felt like she never had time for it to focus on it enough and so maybe it's that like you have a moment to like all right i'm going to figure out how to do my finances i've got time oh that's that could be it very interesting just a guess or it could be just that she wasn't seeing her father yeah that's true too so he didn't have the chance to meddle In her affairs. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Which sounds like maybe part of what was going on. Um, maybe I'm reading into that. So here's another one. Very interesting. I stopped going to everything I'm invited to. I like having a built-in excuse not to. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. I think this is probably pretty common. It's so common to, at least before it was, you know, to feel like, okay, I have to go to this thing. Or, you know, these people invited us over. We have to go. If you're a little bit more introverted or just, you know, selective with who you spend your free time with, it's been kind of a blessing, this uh, this whole pandemic. I've got one over here that's very similar. Mm-hmm. It says, COVID helped bring some social relationships to an end. I am not looking to rekindle them. Yeah, I think we all have a few relationships like that in our lives that we just sort of keep up out of habit or out of social obligation, what have you, or if they're people you work with is particularly, yeah, I can totally see that. I think it's, I think it's good to, to cull <laughs> the people from your lives that don't, they don't bring you anything if you can. Yes. I told you a funny story before we started about our mutual friend, Suzanne, her mm-hmm. and I went and took a walk and we were talking about how we both had like a last minute cancellation of a meeting, a coffee meeting right before the pandemic where for some reason it doesn't happen. So you're like, oh, we'll push it off a week or two. And then of course it never happens because the pandemic comes about. And and I said to her, yeah, now it's been you know over a year since I've seen him. And she said, and now I will never see these people again. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I've already decided I'm not bringing them back. It is interesting. I can't really, nobody springs to my mind that I'm like, I definitely don't want to see that person anymore. I don't really have anybody that's like that. Oh, I do. <laughs> well, you have work. It's my old work colleagues. I hope they're not listening. Um, not all of them. A couple of them. I would be thrilled not, not to have to see again. <laughs> Sorry. But anyway, here we go. My nails. Ugh. Why did I bother before? That took up way too much time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never have done my nails anyway. I can't. I just break them and smudge them immediately. Yeah. I mean, I can't even do it because I mean, I can't draw a straight line, you know, like I can't, like my hand is just, you know, I can write, I cannot draw anything. So I can't put on nail polish. Like it gets all over my fingers. (laughs) It looks like a two-year-old did it. So I don't even bother with that. Eating out too much instead of having dinner at home. 
That's a good one. Yeah, it's a, it wasn't, you know, a problem for me. I ate at home most days anyway, even before the pandemic, just because I had a little kid, but have a little kid. He was littler then. Yes. But a lot of people do eat out a lot. And I think it's not as healthy as eating at home, although it can be very enjoyable. Yes. Well, I took Derek out for a birthday dinner not too long ago, and we were both really tired and we went to just this neighborhood place that we knew was mediocre, but we're like, <laughs> but tonight's the night. We got to do it this is your first birthday where you can actually go somewhere. So we went to this place, ended up spending like 85 bucks and it wasn't even that good. Oh, that's disappointing. Oh yeah, I remember this, you know, this kind of stuff, yeah. Yeah, it's not always, here's one I don't get, learning Spanish. I mean, some people responded with things that they have started doing. So maybe, I can't, I can't tell if she, she means she stopped learning Spanish. And realized... I don't want to know Spanish. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, it's got a crying face, but like sobbing crying, which is sometimes like funny crying. So I'm not sure. Oh, yeah, that's a mystery. Well, I'm sure there are some things where you like feel like you needed to learn this thing and now you've been left to your own devices long enough and you're like, I don't really want to learn that thing. Who knows? Yeah, true that. You want to read a few more? Yeah, I only have a, a couple others that seem really different. One person said, going out with groups of more than two... I hate humans still. I hate humans. <laughs> uh, and one of them says, uh, going to family gatherings. Although my crazy 40 plus family just kept having them. Mm. And then another one just said, I do not go to malls anymore. Only if it's absolutely necessary. Yeah. I don't remember the last time I went to a mall. Oh, I have been to Ikea. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know if that's any better. The ultimate hell. Um, <laughs> I have this similar thing. There's certain grocery stores that I have not been in uh, that we have here in the United States that are chains, specifically Trader Joe's. Mm. I've not been to a Trader Joe's since before the pandemic. And I, as much as their cereal and cheese is affordable, I feel like I may never go back to Trader Joe's again. Because it's just been so nice not to go. What is it about Trader Joe's? I would kill to have a Trader Joe's in Rome. I mean, <laughs> I would be in heaven if there was a Trader Joe's in Rome. I think it's because two reasons. One, we used to do a much more like strategic grocery shopping in the sense that we would go to a few different locations if the prices were wildly different. For instance, Trader Joe's has really cheap cereal. Right. Okay. So the same box of cereal at Trader Joe's might be two ninety nine, where at the grocery store up the street it's like five forty nine, right? Five forty nine for cereal? Oh my god. The US is so expensive. So, so it was kind of one, it was an added stop. Yeah. And then secondly, it's very popular, so it's always kind of chaotic in there. And I have found that it's just so much more relaxing to go to the extremely unpopular grocery store that's near my house that they're about to tear down, actually, because it's so unpopular. <laughs> but it's much more relaxing to go there than to uh, even darken the door of a Trader Joe's. So. <laughs> yeah, I have another one on here saying going inside to get groceries, just going inside. She doesn't want to go inside anymore, which I understand that. A few repeats and... Uh, Living with in-laws. So again, that is a little bit, you know, we want more details. We want to know what's going on, but we don't know. Did you move in? Did you move out? What happened? I would guess she moved out of her in-laws. She has laughing faces on there. So I'm thinking she means she moved out of her in-laws, you know, at the beginning of the pandemic, and she doesn't want to go back. 
which, hey, I do not blame you on that one. <laughs> yeah, having lived with in-laws yourself. Well, what about, before we're out of time, what about a few for you? What do you think? Well, I mean, all, a lot of the classic ones that are mentioned specifically, you know, just traffic, rushing around. Just rushing in general, yes. But <laughs> I got to be honest, Katie, when I wrote this post, the thing I was thinking about was something that got mentioned here at least three times, which was wearing a bra. Yeah. <laughs> because I don't know if it's too, too much information, but honestly, it is so much more comfortable for someone who is small like myself. Like I'm, you know, mm-hmm. I'm a petite girl. I don't need tons of support. Just a camisole and a sweater is so much more comfortable than having an underwire bra that, you know, just pulls at you, the straps fall down your shoulders. It's just uncomfortable. I will wear one if I have a specific outfit that necessitates it. But if I'm wearing, you know, a camisole and a light sweater, I don't feel that I need it. And it is so much more comfortable. And, you know, bras are extremely expensive, as you must know. You know, I feel like I'm saving money not having to go out and buy bras. Yes, they're expensive and they wear out fast, I feel. Yeah, they do. Says the woman who's been wearing the same ones for like forever. (laughs) (laughs) And as we speak, I am also wearing a bra right now, which uh, I'm also now regretting now that we're talking about it. Uh, I, I feel like more of mine are like, because... I was already working from home, so a lot of my habits didn't change, I, I, and I still just sort of kept up the same stuff, still fixed my hair even if I wasn't going anywhere. But So for me, it's more like things I'll have to start remembering to do again, mm. because there was someone always at my house. I hardly ever left the house with keys. Who was always at your house? Well, Derek would be here. Like if I went out oh, okay. like, to take a walk or like go to the grocery store. Oh, you mean during the pandemic? Yeah, yeah. during the pandemic. Yeah, during the pandemic. Because like one of us was always home. I would never leave the house with keys. Uh. And so now (laughs) I'm like, I'm going to have to get in the habit of locking the door, you know, because I'm just so used to not having to because somebody's there. Okay, that's interesting. Somebody mentioned to me the other day that they were halfway toward a store and realized that they hadn't brought a mask with them. Which I think we all got in the habit of remembering it. And now that it's loosening up a bit, we're starting to forget them again. And I kind of feel like it's the opposite with my keys. Now I have to start remembering again. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how much is going to... When you brought thought about doing this topic, I, I not much really came to mind for me. Like I just didn't change enough. Yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, you you didn't change your your sort of daily work habits much, but I mean, I'm sure you changed your social habits quite a bit. Well, certainly, certainly. Maybe you do miss eating out. Maybe you would you know like to go back to eating out. Mm-hmm. The other thing I thought was th- that I think will really stay is the Zoom meeting. God. Like just this morning I had to, I work for the local public radio station and just this morning I had to talk to my boss for, like I had two things I had to talk to him about and it's so much nicer to jump online with each other for 20 minutes and then still be at home than for me to have to drive to an office, sit down with him for 20 minutes, talk and then drive home again. That's definitely true. That's definitely true. So I do think that those kind of pop in meetings are going to stay. Yeah, I also think you save time, not just the commuting time, but the actual meeting time. Because you're not going to sit around and chew the fat as much, you know, when you're on Zoom. you got your computer there, you probably got other things lined up, people pinging you. Whereas 
when you have an in-person meeting, those things go on forever. They do not need to be so long. I can see why that would be a very smart thing for companies to do. Well, I'm just crossing my fingers that if and when my company opens up again, which, you know, it's still anybody's guess. (laughs) When I say open up, I mean officially open up 100% because I still do work on a very, very part-time basis for them. Remind everyone what you do. I write for an English language magazine in Rome that is geared towards tourists who are in the city. I really think that it's a type of job that could very easily be done from home I mean, 100% of the time, really. You know, with the exception of checking proofs, which you could do one day a month, check the proofs. I really don't see why we would need to go back into the office. But we're talking about Italians. So, um, you know, they, they don't like to stay up with the times. They like to do things in the old-fashioned way. So, you know, even though we've had a year more than a year now of working remotely, even in a much smaller capacity. I truly don't know if they will get on board with continuing that or if they'll be excited to get back into the office. Mm. I hope the former, but I don't know. Yeah. So here's hoping that you don't have to go back so you don't have to sit in traffic. Well, I don't think I'm going to go back. If they they force me to go back, I think I'm going to sayonara. No, I I can't. Like, I can't go back to that lifestyle. I... And I say I can't. If I was in a desperate situation, obviously, I, I would do what I had to do, you know. Mm-hmm. But I have gotten so used to the not commuting, the not wearing a bra. I mean, it's not for that <laughs> reason. But, but particularly not commuting, not sitting in a dim, dusty office, you know, at a computer constantly. You know, I just, I'm so used to now having more freedom with my time. And I, if I have to work, I will work. I have no problem with the actual work. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, getting to do it on your own terms and in your own space is incomparably better for me. And I, I just don't think I can go back to that. So I will, I will hardcore negotiate for that if it comes to that. So we'll see. Yeah. So this could be a, the big, big question. Tiffany changes her whole, <laughs> keeps this lifestyle entirely by moving on. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Well, well, support us on Patreon. Yeah, for goodness maybe- sake, please. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas I, I'm so much, I'm interested in new opportunities and in accidental collaboration. So I've been th- wondering the opposite. Is it time to start getting outside of the house more? I don't know. I have no problem getting outside of the house. I just don't want to be stuck in the same office with the same four people. Right. Every single day of my life. Having visited the office that you work in, I do not blame you. <laughs> uh, it was a kind of a hot, tiny, dusty, dingy place in an old building. And I totally get it. Yeah. I mean, it did have a beautiful view out the window of St. Paul's Basilica. And uh, it's not hot anymore because now we have very good air conditioning. We insisted. Oh, that's good. But still, like the printer hums. And like you said, it's a little bit dusty. It's a little bit dingy. It's a little bit old. And, uh, you know, it's just, you know, I'd rather be in my own house. I understand. All right, everyone. Well, if you come up with anything else that you're leaving behind, feel free to uh, send us an email and let us know what you're thinking about uh, changing, keeping, leaving behind bittersweetlifepodcast at gmail.com. You can also reach us through social media. Yep, we're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just search for the Bittersweet Life Podcast and you will find us. And if you did want to support the show... (laughs) So we can put contingency plans in place. Yeah. 
Yeah, we are on Patreon. Just go to patreon.com slash the bittersweet life podcast. It's mainly a way to offset the costs of producing this show because producing a weekly podcast, a bi-weekly podcast now, it does have its expenses. So if you love this show, if you get something from it every week, consider supporting us on Patreon because really you are making it possible for this show to go on by contributing to production costs. Exactly. And if you're kind of more comfortable with PayPal, that's an option too. Just visit thebittersweetlife.net. And until next time, this is The Bittersweet Life. I'm Katie Sewell. I'm Tiffany Parks. Join us again. Bye.